Welcome back to another episode of the Kitman Podcast. My name is Rohan, and as always, I am joined by Owen. How's it going? Josh. Sorry, what's up? Daniel. What's up? And Dillette. What's up, y'all? In this special From the Sideline episode, we have Mr. Tim Chisano. He has over 100K on TikTok. He gives advice to 19-year-olds through his TikToks. Mr. Chisano, how, how are you today? I am Chisano. excellent, gentlemen. All good, all good, all good. It's a uh, it's a mouthful of the last name. I'm excellent. I appreciate you guys having me on today. It's uh, it's a treat to be here, and I look forward to the chat. So, for those who may not have seen your TikToks yet, can you describe what exactly it is you what 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 content you create from your TikToks? Uh, absolutely. So for uh, for the for the vast, I mean, 100k 100k is a uh, a big number. Um, it's cool, and I'm like, I can't believe anybody gives a shit is it cool if i curse do you guys care yeah 100 <laughs> percent. okay cool uh I'm, I'm shocked that anybody gives a shit about anything that i say um but it's still like it's remarkable and i know in the tiktok world 100k is uh a drop in the bucket but anyway i am the vice president of production and creative services for spectrum reach it's part of the spectrum charter uh, overall enterprise and i have uh i've been you know in the executive world for about eight years now Started my career with ABC Sports uh, in live production, worked for ESPN for seven years, uh, and then moved over to what was Time Warner Cable, now Spectrum. And I'm really just a dude who has always loved making content, uh, spent most of my career in the production industry. And now that I do mostly just people management because I run a large 240-person department, it has been an outlet for me to just do random stuff. And random stuff usually leads to uh, a thought that I have that can be translated as um, uh, wisdom. I hate saying it that way because it makes it sound like I know what the hell I'm talking about. I don't, I just share life experience and understanding. Like, I feel like I literally feel like I blinked and I went from being y'all's age to a 43 year old dude who now sits in his basement and uh, has conversations like this with uh, fine gentlemen like yourself. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, that's, that's, that's basically what I do. Well, and uh, I think we're referencing the same TikTok here, but it has over one, 1 million views. And you said you work a job that you never would have imagined. How did that happen? And if you were in present day college, like we are, what steps would you take to get back to that position? So it, I've been, I've been thinking about this a lot, especially since I posted that. And I had a feeling like I, I, I had a feeling that if I reverse engineered the story, instead of being like, Hey, I'm a 43 year old dude. And this is what I do. If I was like, Hey, my name is Tim and I'm 25 years old and this is what I do. And then I blinked and I'm 43. And now this is what I do. And honestly, I don't, the, the things that I would recommend are not necessarily like, Hey, here's the stair step. Like here's what you do to, uh, to get there based off of jobs that you get or internships. Like, I think there's, there's way too much concern in that space. Like I see so much levels of stress around, like I got to get this internship and I'm so stressed about this first job. If you are, and this is all going to, you know, potentially sound like super high level and almost like, you know, stoner mentality type of advice, but it's, this is, this is the legit stuff. Like if you want the no bullshit perspective of career growth, it's, it's less about how you can architect a specific career. And it's more about making the most of the opportunity in front of you and understanding the fact that you are leaving an impression with everybody all the time. 
every email that you send, every phone call, every interaction, and and just kind of chipping away, doing like little building blocks of relationship building, of making really smart impressions with people. You know, the one thing I've been thinking about a lot is this notion of making, you know, your quote unquote side hustle something at work. I actually had a conversation with somebody from um, from Microsoft who had reached out to me just for some, you know, general perspective. And we were talking about this idea that like, once you kind of get into a gig and like you're in your entry level world, the things that could be a quote unquote side hustle, if you can find those types of projects within your job, it sounds nerdy as shit. Like I get it. There's so many people are going to be like, wait a minute, I'm not putting in extra hours. Like I don't want to, you know, all the, you know, work for the man, that kind of stuff. But that's, that's kind of what it takes. And that can be fun too. Like if you're genuinely curious about what you're doing and where it could potentially go, you can find these super interesting places to dive into. And that can be like your work dessert or your, or your side hustle for, for gentlemen, your age in, you know, as you said about, you know, 19 uh, across the board, it's about, it's about experience. Like once you get in the door, people don't like, there's going to be thousands of people with resumes that are like, I did these things but what's your story? Like when I sit there and I have conversations with people, I'm more interested in the personality because like if, if, if the company is not checking the boxes of like, okay, do they have the experience that they don't fall over once they actually sit in the chair and start doing the work that's on the company. But once you're actually in the door, once you're starting to have conversations, to me, it's about telling your story and about showing that you have personality. Like I want to walk out of the meeting and be like, I like that person like at a super high level. And I know that that's not counterintuitive, but it's not exactly what most people on TikTok or elsewhere say. They're like, here's how you get through the ATS. And like, you know, things about going through the application process are all super valid. But I think there's so much less emphasis on, you know, you gotta have an internship and you have to like check all these boxes. Like I just, I, I really wanna hear a story. And I think for me, I didn't know, I wasn't smart enough to know that I was doing those things. And that's part of why I want to tell these stories because I, I, I think that there's a level where things can potentially click for somebody. We're like, okay, cool. Cause I was, I was basically, I was a caddy that then worked at a driving range that then was a lifeguard that then worked, you know, in a building as like an elevator dude, like literally one of those guys in a in Manhattan high rise that like helps people get on the elevators and like calls them up and brings them down and that kind of stuff. Never had an internship. And then I just grinded away at part-time jobs until I got into ABC sports full-time. And being a substitute teacher was one of the best things ever for my career because I learned how to deal with a large group of people that didn't necessarily want to do what I was asking them to do and how to frame it up in the right way. Right. So, so true story. Can I rant for a second about it? I've already been ranting for a oh, second. But, of course. Okay. So, all right, cool. So um, this is why I feel like I suck at TikTok too, because I'm super long-winded. So like 59 seconds is like, oh my God, I just, I can't figure out how to get myself into 59 seconds. All right. So it's 2000 ish. I go see Coldplay downtown Manhattan. Like their first album just came out, uh, but they still weren't super popular yet. And the next morning I have to teach uh, first graders. And I am, if I'm being honest, I was, I was a bit hungover. And I go into class and it's, wouldn't say chaos, but it's six-year-olds, right? So I'm like, okay, this is, 
I gotta, I gotta get my wits about me. And they, one kid comes up to me, it's like, hey, Pro- Professor Poopy Pants. And I'm like, that's actually pretty hilarious, right? Cause I'm just a goofy dude at heart. Like I'm thinking Adam Sandler jokes. I'm like, okay, I'm good with this. And I can see that that's a fine line. Like that could either go to a place of they're just going to walk all over me all day long, or I've kind of got this opportunity right now. So I'm like, all right, look, here's the drill, right? Cause all of a sudden they're like, ah, oh, it's Professor Poopy, you know? And then it's like, starts to get chaotic. I'm like, here's the drill. You, you can, all day long, you can call me Professor Poopy Pants. I really don't give a shit. But we are walking out of here with all of our work done. No one's going to get in trouble. And aside from being able to call me Professor Poopy Pants, all the other rules stay in place. No questions asked. We got a deal. And they were like, deal. We can call you Professor Poopy. Like, all right, cool. And class went well. And I so I had a hard boundary. There was no like, you know, oh, don't do this. It was like, we found common ground. I found like where I could kind of give and all of a sudden have like some sort of diplomatic relationship with them. And it worked really well. And I wasn't smart enough at the time. I'm like, I'm hungover. I kind of want to get through. I want to survive, but I also had pride. Like I actually, I wanted, I wanted to be able to walk out and go into the, you know, principal's office from everyone and be like, yo, they did all their work. Like all the other substitute teachers are just going to check the box and be like, you know, give me my check. Nobody killed the other kids. So like, we're good. Um, but I, I was always kind of fascinated with these little ways to be able to be productive and to be able to leave a strong impression to be able to be like, yo, of all the, of all the substitutes, who do the kids like the most, but who actually still gets shit done? I will happily hang my hat on that. And then I would like, I would actually use that in conversations when people would say like, all right, so you want to work at ABC sports. What can you tell me about being able to manage you know, a group of people that you're just hiring for the day. I'm like, well, you know, I've, I'm, I've, I was a substitute teacher for first graders. If I can manage a group of five and six year olds, I'm pretty sure I can deal with college kids that are just a couple of years younger with me to be able to get through a college football game in one piece. So like, that's the kind of, it doesn't seem like that's the, the type of perspective that is often being given out there, right? I feel like it's a lot about how you kind of frame things up. And I, again, I'm not taking away from any other advice that's trying to be more specific, but from, from my perspective, there are building blocks that are the intangible things like that. So whatever you guys are doing now, I would be shocked if there isn't something there that you could grab onto, like the story that I just told that can be your own version of that. And then that can just kind of help get to the next piece. Then that will help get to the next piece. And it just, all of a sudden it starts to snowball and then you blink and I'm like, holy shit, I'm 43 years old. And like, this is cool. Like I'm, I'm fine ending up here. And especially if you're cognizant of what makes you who you are, like what makes you all the individuals that you are and you, you, you keep some of that, right? Like there's elements that I feel people are like, okay, well, at some point I just kind of, I got to go buy a shitload of khakis and I'm going to sign myself up for a minivan and I'm probably going to live in the suburbs and blah, 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 blah. Like, and I was like, I don't want any of that. Right, like I was, anybody seen the movie uh, Into the Wild? All right, so this movie Into the Wild, it's a true story about this kid that graduates from school, literally burns all of his money, true story, burns all of his money and moves to Alaska just to like get away from consumerism and like the whole nine yards. Tragic story, this again, true story, he dies in Alaska because he didn't, he wasn't able to get out before the next winter starts and didn't have enough food. 
but there was something romantic about that for me personally where i was like fuck the man i don't want to work you know i don't want to do these things and that's why like live production was kind of cool at first and i i literally in my head was did not want to go down a path like what i'm on now but i think because i kept little parts and pieces of who i was throughout the journey now i'm like yeah so i'm the weird guy at the office that likes sneakers and i've got some weird stuff on my walls but i'm also a vice president of fortune 100 company and i can have conversations and sit down with people and be like this is how we're going to get shit done and we're going to find common ground and there's going to be hard rules but there's also going to be places where we can just you know for lack of a better description vibe together and like and do some really fun stuff and even going through a year like we just went through like we just got uh, I just had an article posted by Adobe about some like how we use their uh, infrastructure software to create this really fascinating way to, and my, you know, they thought it was cool too, obviously, um, to to put together commercials in this way that kind of scaled out. So, like, believe in what you can do and where you can go, and it doesn't have to be this like prescriptive bop 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 bop. Like, be unique, tell your story. There's going to be opportunity regardless of what you're doing, uh, and go have fun. Sorry, that was a long rant. No, no. I mean, it makes a lot of sense. It sounds like you really have to find that like balance between getting to know a person, but also getting the work done. Mm-hmm. When I walked into my job, um, I had to basically, de- like my current job, I basically had to deconstruct the entire department. And I didn't know this when I got the job, but they brought me in the Thursday before my first day and they're like, um, they're like, so on your second day, we're going to be making this announcement to the president and you're going to be starting from scratch. And I remember thinking, I was like half excited, half like, oh shit, what did I sign myself up for? And, uh, and, and there were a lot of people that were, that were older than me. Like I was 35 at the time I got this job. And there were a lot of people that were, you know, had been in the game at this company and been doing in this space for much longer and being able to find common ground was key. Like if, if I, the perception of like, as you get further into a corporate environment, you have to have like specific rigor that kind of feels like, well, the boss kind of, you know, acts this way and there's these dictatorial type of elements that, that can work, but in my humble opinion, it's bullshit and it ends up becoming counterproductive. So the whole notion of emotional intelligence for all of all you guys and for anybody that's listening, like if you don't know what emotional intelligence is, look it up. It's a real thing. There are specific tent poles about it that can be extraordinarily helpful as you go through your life and through your career. Um, And in short, it's basically this notion that attitude is a skill, right? Like that's kind of how I boil it down. And you should never forget that. Because literally like every single interaction, every single conversation, every email that you write, everything is just kind of this large, you know, they say that you got a digital trail, right? Like, you know, shit that you post, things like, I think you have a, just a um, uh, impression trail, right? Like literally how, like, are you opening doors for people? Old school, real shit like that, that, that compiles. And like, the more you just get people to actually like you, the more you can get things done, especially if you feel like you have a perspective and you have ideas and you can kind of paint a larger picture about things. And even like when you're just kind of getting started, right? And it's like, oh, you know, how do we, we got to work on this project together. 
you know, should we make the Excel document have, you know, six rows and eight columns and should they be pink at the bottom and the side? Like even some of those things and like how you're negotiating and having those conversations and the impression that you're leaving, the, 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 the more thoughtful and skillful you are about the relationship management, the more impact and opportunity you're going to have to provide your perspective, especially if you're somebody, which I would assume all of you are, that has like a little bit of, at least a little bit of ongoing kind of creative and entrepreneurial spirit, that, is, that, that that can live and that can flourish in big companies and jobs where you're like, you know, the mind on paper, you look at it and be like, oh, this just looks like a death sentence of boredom and monotony. But no, don't ever believe that because as soon as, if you think that thousand percent, you're done, you can be locked in that direction. But if you see the little opportunities for the places to get geeky about stuff and be like, oh, cool. Like I could leave this better than I found it. And yeah, let me go have a chat with Jan and finance and figure out how we can do X, Y, and Z better. Cause I kind of got a couple questions about this and I'm just curious, like the people that get stuck are the people that just complain and get concerned about things. And then they kind of paint themselves into a mental corner, but the people that flourish are the people like, Hmm, I wonder why that is that way. And then if you're leaving, you know, solid impressions along the way and you can walk, knock on somebody's door when you're back in offices would knock on somebody's door and be like, yo, Hey, what's going on? Like, I've, I'm so curious. Like, why does, like, is this the way that we handle raises here? Like, is this, is this the way that we, like, how do we budget? Can somebody tell me about the budget process? I'd love to know that. Those like simple conversations as you start to get into stuff, like that can make the world a difference. So especially now, as I assume like you guys are in school, if you if you if your if your mind starts to like you're not gonna have the opportunity to do some of the things that I'm just describing. But if you if you open your mind to like some of those possibilities, it's gonna make a world a world of difference. And the the last thing I'll say on that point is so think when you think about soccer, right? And if you're in that ballpark of like, I'm not quite sure what to do. I love soccer, I love sports, but like, you know, you're probably thinking all right, with all due respect, I'm assuming none of y'all are going to make it to the Premier League. You're probably not going to get paid professionally to play. So, you know, you're thinking broadcast, you're thinking like a handful of other things that are around it. But like seats, literally seats, right? Probably not the first thing that comes to mind when you think about soccer and opportunities to be in the sport. Somebody out there somewhere has a contract with stadiums to, to build their seats and then go sell them tens of thousands in clumps and makes shitloads of money. Like caddying especially was fascinating because I'd have conversations where I'm like, yo, this dude rolled up in a Porsche. I pulled out his bag and like, you know, I'm, I'm like, you know, when I, when he asked me for a golf ball, there were like a wad of hundreds in there. Like, what does this dude do? And you find some random stuff out there, like construction. You're like, okay, that kind of makes sense. We're like, yeah, I just do concrete. I pour the foundation for the new giant stadium. Or like, I'm the guy that, you know, has the contract for seats for, you know, most of the major facilities in the US, random stuff like that. And you're like, oh my God, like, yeah, that makes sense. Like everything you touch, everything around you is tied to some sort of consumerism in some way, shape or form. And as you start to get kind of curious in that space and all of a sudden you can be like, then it like becomes endless. Then you got wormholes everywhere that you can kind of dive into. And it doesn't seem like, so daunting of like, okay, what am I going to do? Where am I going to go? All of a sudden you're just like, your eyes burst open. And you're like, holy shit, there really is opportunity. Like every, like literally napkins, somebody somewhere is like, 
yo, they're going up to like, yo, or, you know, if it's tied to the food vendor or something, they're like, I'm going to be your napkin supplier. Cool. Like, and, and so, so if you, if you can allow yourself to be curious that way, it can make a huge difference. And I think it can make people feel a lot better about like, where you're going to go and what you're going to do, because it's not going to feel, it's not going to feel as narrow as it potentially may. That's awesome. There's a lot of things that you don't really think about and that's cool to hear about it. Yeah, no, and you're not because you're not supposed you're not supposed to know yet. Like, and that that that's the deal. Like, I see so many people putting way too much stress on themselves. I'm like, you are literally not supposed to, and it's probably uh, I've, I think I literally said this in a post, and it's a good thing, right? Like, there's so much shit that I've done, and had I known too much, or had I been too prescriptive to try to be like, all right, I'm gonna lock myself in this direction, ninety percent of this would have never happened. Like when you know too much, it kind of comes off as like ingenuine. You- you know what I'm trying to say kind of is that what you're yeah. kind of like uh, it's you can you can feel yeah you can you, it can come across as being uh you know certainly no nobody likes a quote-unquote know-it-all right and especially as you're going through interviews it's you know you want you want somebody that's that's humble everyone assumes that you're going to be hardworking, so you don't need to you know those are things you don't need to like hardcore reiterate but if it's if it's about learning and growing and having an understanding that you don't know what you don't know Right. Like I, I did a post where I got the dude from uh, kind of a TikTok friend that I've made. He's a chef in Toronto and he does these super cool like videos where he chops shit up. And I was thinking about because I I'd, like this stuff is always in my brain now. Right. Because all of you, anybody out there that's ever left me a comment like it, I, I read all of them and it's like constantly in the back of my head. And I've been thinking about some of the career questions that I've gotten. And you don't, you don't know until you get into a company and you're like, oh my God, there's like, so we, we have a 400 person, approximate 400 person marketing department, right? Like there's no way, like we could sit here for four hours and I could like leave tiny hints and try to like explain the different things. And even if you were marketing majors, I'd be shocked if you were able to kind of figure out and put all the parts and pieces together, right? You multiply that times the thousands of companies that are out there. And you, you know, you think, think about this. So like when I'm in Midtown, I'm on the 40th floor, 50th and Broadway. I look out and there's buildings all around me. My building holds 10,000 people, 8,500 people day in and day out, 1,500 uh, visitors that come and go. And you look out and you see all the other buildings and you're like, that's a lot of people. That's a lot of jobs. That's a lot of random shit. Like the amount of mid-level managers that are out there and the and the so a just know that there's layers and layers and layers and layers and layers of stuff that you guys haven't even started to come across yet, which is a good thing. And and b that there's one of the biggest differentiating factors between all of those people is literally just mindset and attitude. It like degrees certainly make kind of a difference. You know, if we're talking like you know Harvard MBA totally cool my boss is a harvard mba dude different stratosphere of intelligence luckily he's super cool and just is really fun to work with because it's like having your brain on a you know the fastest speed on a treadmill on a consistent basis Uh, and that can actually be really really fun when you're kind of engaged in the right way um but like like a huge piece like once you get out there and once you start to get through start to go through stuff and even now like as you're going through and you're having interviews with with folks like how like your your demeanor like and you know looking somebody in the eye like all that kind of old school stuff it it's it's remarkable how 
how true it is and that you can just you can leave all these cool little nuggets of impressions along the way and it and it and it pays off in the long run big time for sure yeah that all makes sense I, i'm kind of like uh i've been i'm like i'm 19 i'm a freshman in college there's a lot of stuff i don't know and i beat myself up about that because like i feel like there's more that i should know but like I've only gotten 19 years of experience and there's a lot more of my life to live that I'm going to figure out. Uh, so it's just, it's, it's somewhat comforting to hear that. Uh, so thank Good. you for that. Good. Yeah, no, it, 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 it should be. And, and, and I mean, I, I hope that, I hope that people, anybody that hears this does hear it as, you know, it's, and it's not just like a random 40 year old dude saying this thing, like you the this is, this is the, this is the real shit. Like I see, I work with some, some, some really cool people across the country and when i say really cool people i'm not talking about like slick rock star kind of bullshit i'm talking about real salt of the earth people from you know madison wisconsin el paso texas that like that's one of the beauties of of my company is that we are spread out in all of these locations and like people that have been in the game forever people that are just starting people that have all kinds of different lives right like people like I'm kind of an anomaly of somebody from Brooklyn that lives in or that works in Midtown Manhattan. And so a, it's just kind of nice because you see all these different slices of life and you see all these different, like, you know, people that have different perspectives and attitudes, et cetera. Um, but it's not, it's not a, it's not a super big scary place. And especially if you kind of come in with just that, like, okay, cool. Like I'm here to learn and I, and I want to, have a good time and I'm not going to, I'm going to be smart. I'm going to work hard and people can rely on me. And like that checks a lot of boxes and then you can just learn and grow. And the people that like you will happily take you underneath their wing and be like, all right, let me show you this or let me help out with that. And especially if you are willing to like take on some quote unquote side hustles, world's your oyster. So kind of along that, but I was, I was wondering in your career and like what you've done, how much of that uh, was like from networking or just knowing people and opposed to like what you did individually by yourself? So it was, I mean, it's inevitably, so it depends how you define networking or knowing people, right? So my first job, I had, I had a friend that was working at ABC sports and he's like, he didn't get me into ABC. He told me how to get into ABC sports, which was like, okay, if you want to do that, you need some of the experience of being a runner. So I literally like a couple times I would drive around to places on the East coast and show up at golf events and sleep in a hotel room with four other strange dudes just to go work the next day at the golf event. Right. All right. Check that box a few times, show up at random events and like walk around with videographers and be like, uh, yeah, that's this baseball player. And that's that football player. And like, write it down in time code, like, like all that kind of, and then, so I did that for about a year to be able to go back and be like, okay, so I did that stuff. Like what's next? They're like, okay, cool. So now you can come on weekends and start to do this for ABC sports. I'm like, great. So started to do that. And then after doing that for a while, it's like, okay, cool. Now you have enough on your resume where you could come in and you can apply for one of these part-time seasonal jobs. Cool. And so it was just like consistently chipping away. So there's an element of knowing people but it's usually just like somebody that tells you like, hey, the line is back there. Literally like that type of direction. Like there's not going to be a lot of, oh, like let me put you in touch with this person. And then you like, there might be some of that. But like if you can just look at connections of people just telling you like where the line starts, that can be enough of a connection. Because after being an ESP, uh, so I, I did that. 
chipped away part-time, finally got into a full-time gig, did that for about five years. Then I got married and I'm like, this is not going to work being on the road 36 weeks a year and trying to have a marriage. And I'm like, shit, what do I do now? And so that's where curiosity kicked in and a, a huge pivotal moment for me in my career. So I'm, I was one of the dudes in the trucks. So if you're watching soccer, anytime there's a graphic on screen, like that was basically my job, right? Like at first I ran the little score bug and then I got into more of the graphics and like the whole time as well. Like I was one of the dudes that I would, um, I'd also handle like hotel rooms and rental cars for talent, right? And like that kind of stuff, just to kind of keep, um, you know, keep the logistics of the show moving along. And especially back in the day when like <laughs> a lot of that was paperwork. Uh, <clears throat> but I was like, okay, what do I do to get out of here? And I knew that sales and marketing could be an interesting way to go, but I had no idea like what the hell, like what that could actually mean or what that could be. So um, I just did the legwork. I'm like, where do these documents come from? Like these sales documents that show up and have stuff on it that I have to do, like who does that and how do I, how do I start to do that? Found a paper trail to get to like where that came from. Started to try to impress those people. Went to apply for that job and didn't get it the first time. And I'm like, I'm fucked. Um, I'm just getting married and now like I'm stuck in this job traveling 36 weeks a year and I'm totally screwed, right? So I'm like 28 at this point. Um, but I kept chipping away at it. Like I think the third time I applied for the job, I got it. But it, was the, it wasn't because I was like, I don't have any marketing experience, but I know how this stuff comes to life because I've been the dude on the other side of this, right? So it was literally my curiosity, where does this thing come from, to then walk in and say, I know I don't have the experience, but here's my story and here's my reason why this will work. And even though I didn't get the job the first time around, I left a smart impression so that I could get back in the door again for them to finally be like, okay, cool. And then when I got in, like, I was able to be like, all right, I get it. This is IBM. What do you want to do in Sunday NFL countdown? Because I can work with the production team because I used to do that job. So the things that you want to do, I can come up with the right ideas to help connect the dots. So I went from doing the graphics to cutting the deals, right. And being like, all right, IBM, Best Buy, Samsung, like you name some of the biggest brands in the world that would be on ESPN. And like, that's the connective tissue that I had there. And I let my curiosity again, kind of take me into a, a new space and separate myself from, um, from some of my peers by asking random ass questions of like, okay, billboards are kind of lame. Can we do those differently? Right. The old, you know, you're watching premier league soccer on ESPN brought to you by Samsung. And we started to do a sports center in the morning. And I'm like, could it just be, like somebody pouring a glass of Tropicana juice and like, that's the billboard. Cause that totally happens. And that's a slice of life. And if you got sports center on the background, like, can we just do that for five seconds instead of just the billboard? And I had to have a hundred people tell me all the reasons why that wouldn't work. But then after shipping away to for a long ass time, finally came to fruition and brands were like, yo, that's, that's a dope idea. I want to do that. Next thing I know, it's in the New York Times and there's like some big ass brands that really want to do this. And this thing called the mini commercial was born, which was like one of the first like, quote, you know, like six second spots that came to existence. Doing that and I'm making solid pressions of the people around me. Boss to the ESPN, leaves, goes somewhere else. Two months later, I get an email. It's like, hey, I might have something interesting for you. And that basically led to my current job.
And like, it's all these kind of random series of events, but the only consistency was I was willing to make side hustles out of my actual gig. I was conscientious about the fact that I was leaving an impression with everyone all the time. And I needed to be paranoid enough to not screw that up, so to speak. And, um, and just, you know, literally kind of the boring nuts and bolts of it of just working hard, being nice, having fun and being somebody that people were cool to be around because they knew that I was going to bring, bring positive and hopefully creative energy. And, uh, and that can take you a long ass way. So does that answer your question? Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, so it's less about knowing people, but more about willing, be willing to put in the work. Yeah. It's, 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 you can know somebody again. It's like, if you, if you know somebody and they're like, Hey, the back of the line starts over here then and you're cool to actually do that like then then you're kind of gangbusters right if you're but if you're if you're not if you're like well if you're if you're looking for something to be really specific and like for something to actually get connected in like a in a way that um that seems like more obvious than just just give me like tell me a little bit of the map and let me kind of run with it from there if you can kind of get into that in, into that phase of things then then again like you know the phrase i use is uh, world's your oyster but but i believe it awesome thank you so those side hustles you talk about are those some of those kpi in your linkedin account i read that you put a high emphasis on kpis the key performance indicators can you talk to me about what are some key performance indicators you look for or even that people throughout your jobs have looked for in you? So uh, great question. The it, KPIs are, are, are usually pretty specific to like company objectives, but we, we talk a lot about SMART goals, right? And they are, uh, what the hell does SMART actually stand for? They're, they're basically, they're, 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 they're measurable, they're actionable, they're things you can report against and you can track, right? So from a, from a KPI perspective, it would, my curiosity would lead me to places like the, the story about reinventing the billboard. It was about having an understanding of the revenue that they were attached to. So it was like, okay, if I can have an understanding of like the fact that revenue is obviously a huge KPI for the company, and I have this curious idea about this thing, and I know that the importance of this is blank, then how do I, how do I look at that in a new way that's going to accelerate that? And so that, you know, that was kind of, that was, those are like some of the basics, right? Like revenue is kind of a no, no brainer. Um, and if you also, if you're cognizant about how much time you're putting against things that are driving some of those key, that are driving some of those key uh, KPIs, like that's, that's huge. Usually people just kind of see that it like is something off in the periphery that they shouldn't really be concerned with. The, the really fascinating stuff in my humble opinion that, nobody really thinks about especially early in your career is where is where's time and attention being spent and then what is the output right so like literally and i saw that i've seen this more in my job than anything else where you think about how many how many business days there are in a year where you're not like you kind of whittle it down i think the the number is about 200 right like you take away a couple weeks vacation you know sick days holidays etc and you got like i think about 200 work days and then you kind of do the hours and then you start to look at things in chunks, right? So you can then all of a sudden in like broad swaths, think about large departments or groups of people. It's like, 
okay, when you break down the hours of what people, and this is why, so anybody have like a job of like a Taco Bell or, you know, Baskin Robbins, that kind of, so like literally that's how those things come to fruition. Like that's why they know like, okay, this is what a cashier person does. And this is what like, it's all processed. It's all just like Lego stuff, right? So if you have one of those jobs and you have your, you have access to some sort of manual, if you have access to some sort of process documents, you have keys to a billion dollar company. It may feel like you are just in that role that does that thing that, that, that is that rudimentary job, but you have KPIs out the wazoo in your hand that you can then take to formulate like how many of this job exists, right? So like how many people work at cash registers at Taco Bells? Shit loads, right? Like you think about how many stores there are, you can probably quickly do the math after you just Google like how many Taco Bells are there? And like, okay, there's probably at least three people working at cash registers. And then you can start to formulate some of the parts and pieces. And for, you know, Taco Bell, you know, off the top of my head, I'm sure the KPIs are obviously revenue. I'm sure there's things like how much food they are not wasting, right? Um, you know, overhead is just like obviously a very typical one across the board, of like how much money you're spending versus how much money you are making. But then it gets down to probably like hours against each one of these things. And then you can start to formulate in your head. And even if you're not a business student, because I was not a business student, I was film and I was filming history, right? But you can in in very like broad terms, you can start to see like how these gargantuan companies are put together. And so this was something that I was asked a couple of weeks ago and I actually built a little like PowerPoint on it, but I haven't uh, I haven't busted it out yet. Because someone's like, how do you take a rudimentary job like that and start to look at it in a way where KPIs and other things can start to make more sense? And that's the way. When you start to understand that you are, you know, part of this larger puzzle and you understand how those things impact the broader picture, like Starbucks, right? Starbucks is a fascinating model that I consistently use to put our business up against. We do production and creative services for small businesses at scale. Totally different than making coffee. But the unique things that tie that kind of tie broad big ideas together. So even if you're like, yo, I wanted to scale this podcast out, or you want to do content, you're like, okay, how do I take something small and then do it at scale so you can make sure loads of money from it? The beauty about Starbucks is that you can order something on the menu, or can, you can get something customized times a million, right? Like how many people go in and order like goofy ass stuff off, you know, that's like whatever those crazy orders are but they figured out the repeatable pattern because they were able to create process documents that said, these people do these things. So when somebody walks up and they say, I want the triple blah, 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 blah. Person cast register puts it in and there's like a series of process steps. Like if you try to do that on a one-off basis, it's like wildly complicated, but when you can like figure those things out and you can look at some of the nuances of like of, of KPIs, which are going to be like, don't waste things run a profit on on what you can run a profit on provide good customer service and you can break that down in like into formulaic ways of looking at it and some of the numbers then you can basically make a a kpi uh, out of anything thank you so much that really did answer my question about kpis cool half the time i get through the question i'm like uh, I, I hope that I'm still on track for what it was originally asked of me. Oh, no, yeah. no, you got back to the point. That was <laughs> very right, cool. good. I mean, that's, that's what podcasts are for. Yeah, that's why. <laughs> that's topic. Cool. You're on the right. You're on the, you're on the right one. So uh, 
kind of what compelled you to start like sharing this kind of advice for like you know especially like to like directed towards like you know you know kids in college and like the like our age group uh a, a, a couple things one i i literally feel like i was in y'all's shoes yesterday because i'm still friends with the dudes that i was friends with back then and we've got a long running text message exchange from my friends from college and also my friends from high school and there's part of there's that part like there's things about you now that'll be with you forever because that's who you are now and you just happen to get older and weirder and it's it's cool uh and i didn't i didn't know what like if you go all the way down to the bottom of my feed like i'm doing goofy protein bar reviews in my wife's you know basement gym i love uh, i'm just thank you thank you um that was that was like my original jam like that was where like you know i was doing those on instagram forever ago and and then i stopped doing them one day and the people were like yo what happened to that i'm like i didn't know anybody cared at all so anyway i was i just i love making content like it's just like i was i was a dude in my in my you know third floor of my parents house in the little attic room that i had that was like making mixtapes back in the day and i've just always been a quote unquote creator and you know for a kid that grew up you know as a graduated high school in 1995 that was largely like cutting out pictures of ice hockey goalies because I was an ice hockey goalie and like taping them on my wall and making mixtapes and like, you know, and then doing a little bit of film in school. Um, and so I feel like they're, and obviously going, you know, being in production and then working at ESPN and now being in the, in the creative space now, I'm just, I, it's, it's super endemic to who I am. And so when I started this, it, it, it was kind of like a, a slow evolution of sorts where, I was doing protein bar reviews and then I started to do like slice of life, day in the life kind of stuff. And then I'm, I'm also kind of a geek in that I want to be wildly fascinated about like who's actually watching. And then like, I started to see some of the questions and then it started to click of like, okay, cool. Like I, 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 I kind of get it. Like if, if I was on the other side of this, I'd probably be like, all right, cool. If you're laying it all out there, like, who are you? How do you, you get here like how do you afford sneakers like what's going on like tell me the drill like um so so with that in mind it's you know two key components about entertainment right deliver value or or provide something that's going to be entertaining right so you guys you guys do both you guys have smart conversations you guys are hilarious together uh you're super opinionated and you know your shit Right. So excellent content just kind of based on those general premise. So I, I try to, I've tried to apply that as best I can, knowing that, and especially as I saw like a lot of other people with all due respect that are kind of in their, you know, early in their career and they're giving career advice. And I'm like, Oh, that's like kind of right, but not really right. Um, and I think I chased my tail for a little bit, like trying to um, not pair it, but like try to give similar versions of things. But then I think when I, once I got more comfortable, like I'm just going to talk and do my thing. And like, these are the things that I have to share, but be conscientious of, could somebody walk away from this and have something actionable or have something that might be mildly interesting? And if the answer is yes, then it's worth it. And I kind of enjoy the fact that it's, it's a bit of a chase. It's a bit of like, you know, Hey, how can I do this better? How can I do this differently? How can I evolve? Um, how can I stay relevant? Uh, and it's fun. And honestly, there's there's something super, super, super fun about knowing that there's 
it, even like the a smidge of helpfulness in it like that's 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 dope because i mean again i've i got 240 people on my team i'm i everything that you see you know for whatever you see on my page like i get up at four o'clock every morning saturdays and sundays included like i work for the first couple hours like it's all you know a bit of a specific routine um but uh um it's it's worth it and i you know i i, I was fortunate enough to have cool older people around me that would um they would give me some inside tips and tricks at times and i see enough other bullshit out there that i'm like i'll just continue to do my thing and i'm not gonna call other people out but i am going to i'm going to try to speak more openly about the things that i think are actually going to be that are actually going to be helpful and um you know and hopefully some of it sticks i i do have a quick question though you mentioned your 4 a.m. wake-ups. Uh, why? Um, because because I want I want those side hustles. I want I want I want to be able to like I want to be able to take on the work dessert, so to speak. Of like, okay, if I'm if this is the core component of my day in and day out job, like what like this is gonna sound super geeky. But the ability to help rewrite the company values and beliefs, that was so dope. We actually were listening to um, Kendrick Lamar uh, came on earlier, uh, Element. And my I got an eight-year-old and she was like, you know, and she's kind of covering her ears because she knows the, um, you know, she, she knows the words. And she's like, okay, this is super filled with curse words. And, and, I, and I was like, and I turned to my wife, I'm like, this was the song that I was listening to in my head before I presented the company values to the company in this live telecast. Because I was like, I wanted to be in a specific zone because there's like, so that the time gives me the opportunity to do things above and beyond what I'm doing. And some of it is because I'm driven and I enjoy having a career and I'm like, I'm, I'm somebody's going to continue to rise. Why not me? Um, and it, and it takes extra time, and especially when you got department of 240 people like i feel beholden to answer as many sing emails as i can every single day and i feel beholden to be responsible be a servant leader and that i'm there to set other people up to be successful and that takes a shitload of time but i still want to work out i still want to have my side hustles i still want to make some content and it comes down to decisions of what can you squeeze out of 24 hours so for me that's got to start at 4 a.m and then it's going to end sometime around you know, 10, 10 30. And, uh, and that's what it takes, but you know, I'm not, I'm, you know, by no means, uh, I'm by no means the most successful human being on the planet by a country mile, but I'm, I'm pretty cool with my sweet spot. I can buy sneakers and I can, you know, do random shit, like have a crazy Dutch cargo bike versus a, you know, station wagon with all respect to station wagons. And I get to live in, I basically get to live the life that I want to live. Like, and it's just, it's like, it's simple stuff. Like, can I order sushi without having to be like, how often have I ordered sushi recently? Like, you know, things like that. Like, I'm not, I don't need, I don't need super, super, super fancy stuff. Um, but, you know, give me the opportunity to buy some sneakers and to get some takeout sushi whenever I want and to be okay with opening four beers in one night and knowing that I'm really only going to drink one of them because I just want to taste the other three and not really giving a shit that they're going to go down the drain. Like that, those are the simple, 
those are the simple luxuries while still being cognizant of kind of the world's bigger problems. Um, and so it's appreciation, uh, it's general understanding of like where my place is in the world and wanting to be as reliable as humanly possible to as many people as I can. Man, that, that's super dope that you do all of that just with the extra, extra couple hours, you know? It's, it's, it's choices. Like I don't, you know, some of it's tough because I don't, I don't, uh, I don't watch TV. I, there's like a lot of things that I just do not do. Um, and it would be, it would be nice to be able to take some things back, but, um, you know, for now, like this is, this is just the groove that I'm in and things are going well. Like, you know, this, the, the Adobe thing that I mentioned earlier, like that was part of that was, I don't know that that's possible that I, if I don't, if I'm not in the office, not because of anything, you know, I, my team deserves all the credit in the world for that. Like I was basically the figurehead that kind of helped get us through the process, but being crazy enough to continue to go into the office every day through the pandemic to provide a level of like, this is, it's okay. I'm here. Like, it's cool. Like this is scary as shit, especially for a large group of people that have their bit their like our, our company is basically reliant on selling advertising to small businesses. And that's, that obviously got you know very difficult very quickly, but we did some really remarkable shit. And a lot of it was just simply because I chose to do what I could do during my day to be able to help rally other people. And I, you know, it's that mentality of, so, you know, you know, when you see, maybe this, this is a good way to summarize it. You know, we see somebody scores a goal and especially a big goal in a critical game and they go, they go bonkers, right? Yeah. Knee slide in the corner, like just that scream that, and that's that that's really just accomplishment yes they scored a goal in like a huge game but it's it's just accomplishment like that feeling it's not the feeling is the goal the feeling is the sense of the stadium etc but at the end of the day it is just accomplishment you can feel that like i feel that way sometimes it's coming out of conference calls and, and goofy stuff but you can you that that doesn't that is not just reserved for rock stars and athletes everybody can feel that way whenever they want to, if you're just, if you're, if you're willing to kind of put in that work, it's just, it's the sense of the work and it's the sense of the outcome, the stadium and the kit and everything else. Like that's cool. Like, and that's dope. And I'm, I'm super jealous that I will never get that in that type of environment, but I can, I can still feel the same way if I'm, if I'm willing to put in the work and willing to be cool with what the potential outcome is. See, that's the thing. Cause I, I'm pretty sure I can speak for all of us here when I say like, We've all been in our backyard before with our basketball, like shooting, saying three, two, one. Oh, he wins the game. And, and then yep. if you miss, you'd be like, oh, he gets it back with another second and yeah. he puts it up again. And then it's that feeling that like, I know I won't ever really get working, working as like, I don't want to say like a desk job, but you, you know, a desk job. Yeah. Like I won't get you that. Will. You will, dude, you will, you will. Anybody that's listening to this, it is bullshit if you think that that's not possible. The reason why you get the ball back is because you've been, because you had Kobe mentality that puts you in a position. So when the ball came back down, you grabbed it. You can have Kobe mentality in a, in a corporate job. You know, who doesn't have Kobe mentality in, in corporate jobs, the people that like get promoted once and then they start to bitch and complain about salaries and oh my boss does this and blah, blah, blah. And then they sp specifically choose to mentally paint themselves into a corner and you can accept that. 
But the people that go and do the really cool stuff and they can feel that way are the ones that just simply choose to continue to push things along. And it's hard. It's hard as shit. Like it's not easy to do all these things by any stretch, but it's fun. And you can totally feel that way. When, when I, when I, 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 this is going to sound crazy, but there were, there were moments where I could literally bring myself to tears because I was thinking of like how hard my team worked and how dedicated they were about things. And then like, I hear the commercial going on on TV behind me and I know what went into that and how many meetings I had to be like, dude, we're going to be okay. Like, I know that this is stressful as shit right now. And you're probably getting pressure from your wife about how much you're on a computer and you've got kids. Like, I get it, but like, we can do this. Like, that's all real and core. Like, again, you have it, you, in my humble opinion, you have a choice. You can either choose to like go after things like that and build and do crazy shit and, and make cool stories. Or you can be like, all right, I'm, you know, it's, you know, let's make a joke about Friday because it's Friday. Cool. Let's make a joke about Monday because it's Monday. Rinse and repeat. You know, I, and I, there's, there's, nothing, there's nothing wrong with, like, I, I'm a firm believer that every lifestyle, as long as you are nice, as long as you're not a dick, and as long as you're not, like, somebody that is hateful and, and you know, all of the terrible things that are out there in the world, as long as you're not one of those people, if you want to go chill on your front porch with a glass of lemonade at 5 o'clock every day and punch out and punch in, God bless. Fantastic. World does not exist if there are not people like that out there. So under no, I will never, ever, ever, nothing that I say is about you have to go grind and hustle and blah, blah, blah. Like if nothing else, I want people to know that you can wake up at four o'clock in the morning and it doesn't mean you have to squeeze a fucking lemon into a glass of water and you chug this and you do this. I have my own lunatic weird ways. Like I'll drink shitloads of caffeine right when I get up. I don't touch caffeine again during the day. Like you can kind of life hack your way into what works for you. There is no like, oh, I saw this dude and this is exactly the checklist that he made. Nope, bullshit. It's you pull parts and pieces, right? So you can have those feelings. You can have those that sense of accomplishment. It may not be super obvious and it may take time. And there are times you'd be like, I don't know that it's worth it right now. But those are the exact same things that the people that end up having those moments in those sporting events said to themselves too of like i don't think i can run another sprint i don't think i can do another 10 free throws i say that same shit about excel documents but it's not but it's really no different and i'm sitting there and i've got an entire department's annual budget in front of me and it's like if i do this if i can just just one more cell just keep going because if i get it in by seven o'clock if i get it to the cfo tonight then I'll have a better conversation tomorrow. And if I have a better conversation tomorrow, that means I can unlock these many more dollars. And that means that I can promote these four people. And that's going to feel really fucking good. And I'm going to have this other budget so we can do that pet project. And that shit's real. And it's not as sexy as basketball and soccer and any kind of sport or, you know, anything else, but it's real. And that's the shit that everybody will have access to once you actually get in. And if you take that opportunity, if you look at it that way, and you don't have to be maniacal about it all day, every day, but when you're in those moments, if you're like, I was actually thinking, so you guys know the movie Old School? It's no. a Will Ferrell. It's, it's a, it's Wait, a Will, maybe. Will, Will Ferrell. It's like, oh, geez, I guess it's like 15 years old at this point. Anyway, it's like Will Ferrell, but it's kind of like classic, you know, college humor stuff. I feel like Will, I've Ferrell, Will Ferrell's at a, par at a party 
and he used to be like a lunatic back in college and they're like come on man chug a beer and he's like no no no, no. i've got a big saturday tomorrow i gotta go to home depot and i gotta do this and like come on he's like okay i'll do one i'll do one i'll do one and so he chugs a beer and he's like it's just so good when it hits your lips it's like it's just so good and it's and in a, in a weird ass way like that's the way this accomplishment can feel when you're like just give me one more excel cell just give me one more like let me just crank out this one more email right it's like you just get one and then it becomes addictive because you can see how much stuff that you can actually start to put together yeah i that whole thing of accomplishments is definitely i didn't think i'd ever experience it i'm actually working a an internship right now in data science and like nothing inherently fun about data science but i found myself enjoying like the work the other day just because like stuff was finally coming together so i get what you're saying about those those little accomplishments i'm still trying to chase that because i'm also in an internship for um through for posting social media and creating content for this company and trying to chase that like feeling of the making the final shot but i don't know it comes it comes in time um thank you so much for joining us today on the kitman podcast with tim chisano be sure to check out his tiktok at tim chisano and we'll catch you guys in the next episode